action. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of your average crit your average critics. You oh my god. Eating before you oh no, no, there's nothing in my mouth. Intro, but then you're gonna have to eat at some point, so you might as well. I'll be fine, they'll be a bit of a the bar before you start doing intro, but okay. But yeah, hello and welcome to episode 64 of your average critics, joined by Chris and Obi. Um we've got a few things to talk about, but I don't think I've not seen particularly loads this week. Um because they seem to not be showing first man very much anymore. Oh is it? Yeah, I don't know if it's not done very well kind of commercially, but mm. I come that. Two weeks ago? Yeah. If that. Mm. And the thing is the only showing they're having was at like twenty past eight and because it's two hours and twenty minutes long, I was like, I do not want to wait, mm. you know, that late and get back at like midnight. Um well, has anyone got any film news? Um, um film or T V news? Um was her name Catherine Langford. Is it Catherine Langford, is that her name? From Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah. Been cast in Avengers Four, but no one knows what she's been cast as. Which who's Catherine? Is she the main? She's Hannah Baker, yeah. All oh, right. So I think it's well. My guess was it's future Cassie Lang. But they'd already cast someone in that role, hadn't Have they? Hmm. Who's that? I don't know the actress's name, but there was a future Cassie Lang. Yeah, so Cassie Lang from Ant Man, so mm-hmm. Scott Lang's daughter. Right, with when, you. When she's like, because they cast. Someone as a teenage version of her. Oh, I hate that it always comes Because you know that guy out, from Iron just... Man 3? Yeah. He's now like a young adult or teenager or whatever. And I think they want Cassie to be the same age because mm. I think in the comics they are a duo or okay. at least they have powers somehow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, I thought they'd already cast an actress in that role, but maybe this actress dropped out or something. But mm. but yeah, so... I mean, we're assuming that she must have already filmed all her parts. Cause... I think they said, yeah, she's filmed, they've already filmed, she... that she's already filmed it. Ah, damn. Well, that's interesting news. But um, you guys were talking about when the trailer may potentially drop for Avengers 4, which is still untitled um, publicly. So was it... Before the end of this year, apparently. So is there like a Comic Con coming up or anything that, that would be... Oh, a... the London one was this weekend, I think. Ah, so they've missed that opportunity. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was trying to figure if there's any, like, big events. Because, you know, sometimes they, like, release it during, like, a big sports event or whatever. Something like that. But yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything that they could do it during. But, I don't know. I think they're just going to drop it on just, like, randomly. Yeah, because they don't even have, like, a big film to attach it to. Like, you know, no. there's no Star Wars this December. So, they're not going to attach it to that. Or... Into the Spider-Verse? But that's Sony, isn't it? It's still Marvel. Maybe. Know. And it's not that big. Yeah. And well, encourage people to see it more as well. I do like the song though that's come out from that. Have you seen the Post Malone and uh, mm-hmm. Sway Lee one? It's called Sunflower. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Do you uh, see her Rita Ora dressed as Post Malone? Yeah. For Halloween. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's jokes. She did it well good as well. I suppose you've got the money, you can make the costume fantastic, but yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I swear there was some other news. Uh, um, about the. Uh, did we talk about this last time? Did what? we talk about um, Wonder Woman getting pushed back? Mm, I think we spoke about it in the chat. We didn't say about because uh, yeah. Oh, so. so Wonder <laughs> Woman World <laughs> War. Well, no, was it nineteen eighty four? Nineteen eighty four. Wonder Woman eighty four or something like that. Been yeah. pushed back to twenty twenty. Yeah. And why do we think that is? It was originally what November, I think, mm. which is a similar time as fuck. As what? Fuck. What's coming out next year? Oh, it's um, the other DC film, the Joker, the Joker film. And ah. I think so. I think the Joker film comes out in October, and I think you said the Star Wars film comes out in December. So maybe they didn't want to like have it in the same time. Yeah, so but also Wonder back. Woman was released like early in the year, wasn't it? So mid mid 
mid in the year, I think. I think, oh, was June, it? I think it was June, July. Oh, okay. So maybe they just wanted a similar release date. Maybe. Yeah. All these films getting pushed back, man. It's a bit jarring. What other films have been? Oh, like the X-Men ones yeah. and stuff. I'd rather just I just want to see him get over and done with now. Oh, apparently Gambit's still in the works as well. <laughs> That's been much for about a decade. Yeah, I know. I'm mad. <laughs> no, that that only that one's dead. Yeah, we're never gonna see. Mm-hmm. That's never gonna see the light of day. But it's a shame because I actually was looking forward to watching uh, Wonder Woman, but oh, it's a bit long. Nice. I have to wait a bit. I have to wait another what six months or however long it is. I don't know. But no, it'd be another eighteen. I mean, from 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, not from now. Oh, I thought you were here now, yeah. From 2019, yeah. Ah, okay. An extra six months. But it's good to have, like, staggered big event films, because if you saw, like, Joker, Wonder Woman, Star Wars, and then, like, 2020, you'd be like... Fuck, if they were to film that every week, mate, I'd be happy. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> oh, I would, mate. I'd go and see them all. I'd try and see them all. I'll be so far behind. Yeah, same. Yeah, I haven't even seen... Well, I'm still behind on latest releases. I haven't seen First Man yet. I haven't seen... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, but um. Oh, oh yeah, no care. Yeah, well, I was gonna segue into that if you, no one's got any film news. The Nick Fury, the, uh, TV series on a Disney streaming service. A Nick Fury TV show. Yeah. Uh, do we think this is gonna be like good? A, well, <laughs> a young Nick Fury. Probably because it wasn't he originally a boxer and then he was, joining the. I I don't know. I haven't actually watched a Nick Fury film I've got. Is that an official Nick Fury film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With David Hasselhoff? Yeah. God. I don't think Nick Fury can carry a film by himself, to be honest. A show? A show, sorry. Or a film. If it was like a procedural, like, you know, investigation thing, kind of like Supernatural or whatever, like he was going chasing after aliens or... Isn't that what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, though? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That is true, to be fair. Um... Yeah, I feel like he he's good to pop up in things. Mm. Like, if he mm. popped up in the Loki and the Scarlet Witch one, it would mm. be like... I, I just see it like this, like, Agent Carter, as decent as I thought the show was... I thought the show was rubbish. ...didn't <laughs> do... It wasn't successful. Yeah. It lasted two seasons at a stretch. Yeah. yeah. And so, Nick Fury, yeah, okay, maybe... Because he's not... Because she's... In her series, she's got to be low-key. He doesn't have to be as low-key, I suppose. He can, he can go out and just... Be all guns blazing and stuff, but... I feel I like they should put their efforts onto, like, characters we don't know. Mm. They might as well use it as a platform to introduce new characters, mm. you know, rather than ones that we've seen since 2008, and, you know. Well, well, then, yeah. I mean, we've got a Black Widow film coming out as well, haven't we, at some point? Yeah. Is there a date for that? Not that I'm aware of. Because they could, you know, explore more of, like, other realms, you could have a series based on, um, uh, I don't know, Asgard or Atalan or wherever the first Guardians of the Galaxy was. Which one's Atalan again? Uh, Inhumans. Oh, yeah. But um, oh, what's, the, what's the one that our Guardians of the Galaxy was? He said decimated Xandar. Mm. So, you know, like, if they have series set on other planets or other realms or whatever, mm. that might be interesting to, like, just expand the, the mythology of... Mm of what we currently are seeing within the MCU, um, you know, follow characters that might be incidental to the main plots of films, but it'd be still be interesting to see, like, how these other people, you know, everyday lives or whatever. Yeah. Um, there could be something around that. Um, is there a launch date of the Disney streaming service? Don't know, yeah. I'll look up. 
And wasn't, didn't you guys say on the chat that there's going to be a Warner Brothers DC... Oh, no, there no, is already no, a DC... No, DC streaming service. And then there was uh, rumours or speculation I was reading that some shows, i.e. Warner Brothers shows such as um, like Friends and stuff will be pulled from Netflix. Well, I think someone at Netflix was like, they're unsure what's going to happen with them. Because obviously, they, even though, like you were saying before the chat, that Warner Brothers owns DC, DC doesn't own Warner Brothers, isn't it? Like, they were saying they don't know where they stand with it because obviously they're rivals when they, they bring out the streaming service. So will they pull their Warner Brothers stuff off the Netflix and then put it on the DC one and just like have a... Off, that wouldn't make a sense. Because then it's not DC Universe because why, why, why would I have a DC streaming service and be watching Friends? That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. If they made their own streaming service... Okay, I'll get that, which is why I asked, said on the chat. Yeah, okay, there's too many services, but having putting them on, thinking, thinking, flinging all the Warner Bros stuff on DC. I mean, in general, it would be good, a good streaming service probably, mm. but to, but then it shouldn't be called DC. DC yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, are they going to take the CW shows off? I don't know. It's all speculation. This thing that I read. So. I think when the shows are finished, then they're going to put them onto the the uh, what do you call it? The uh, the DC universe. And do you think it will have? Like a negative impact on Netflix, or do you think well, Netflix is, has enough is, of its this own is, content? This is what's confusing me quite quite a big amount. So, like Netflix, obviously have Netflix original shows, i.e., Iron Fist, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, The Defenders, Punisher, whatever. Yeah. So then, so they're making it w- w- in line with Disney, aren't they? And then Disney are now, or they're suddenly disappearing from. They're not. Yeah. Running anymore? Yeah. So then, my thing was. What about so, for example, Young Justice, which has been, which was picked up by Netflix to carry on, will DC streaming service on DC Universe? Yeah. Yeah. In twenty nineteen. So it will be on Netflix and then go onto the DC one. I think it'll be the other way around. DC first, then then it'll distribute it to Netflix. I think it's weird though. That's just oh yeah, I get it. I still it, think but, yeah. Netflix will be an important player in in international markets. So if we can't access the DC or the Disney streaming services from the UK, yeah. then it would make sense for them to keep it on Netflix. Yeah. So when Netflix, because Netflix has got an international clientele, and yeah, it distributes in loads of countries. And when Netflix say that things are original. That's not necessarily meaning that they've put money into it. That's yeah. just them saying that in they've the got, country the that they are yeah. showing, oh, okay. they have the rights to it there. But so, no, but 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 yeah, I get your point. But like when I, the thing I read that that Netflix picked up Young Justice. Right, so they're funding the 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 latest series. Yes, yeah, so this is what I mean. Like, so I just looked up on Wikipedia and yeah. it says like, Young Justice. It says for the original network, it's got DC Universe. So I'm assuming DC Universe. Was, they're oh, going to do it like took they're it doing then. Titans. Yeah. They're just going to film it and then maybe they'll dump them all at the same time on, on Netflix or something. It's good but bad. Uh, I can't wait for that to happen. I'm just mm. going to wait now. I'm going to watch it. I think, next, watch I think it. it's next year. Have you seen it? any more of Titans? I am like three quarters of the way through the third episode. And we kind of got like... So Beast Boy, uh, Raven, Robin... Starfire. And Starfire. They were kind of like in the same vicinity but they haven't all kind of like okay. met, met each other yet. So it's at a point now where... Um, Starfire doesn't know who she who she is like at all, and she's just kind of f- trying to find out what she's supposed to be doing because there's these um she's like left these signs to herself that she should be looking for Raven, um but she doesn't know why and Raven's just like a scared little kid she doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and um, Dick Grayson's just trying to help her but then he's not because he's a bit of a dickhead and yeah it's all happening and people are getting murdered and there's this weird family who like 
run around killing people. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on with them. And yeah, the dad died, and I don't know, it was really strange. But it's interesting though. I'm, I'm still interested. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think. Okay. Mm. Okay. But I need to finish that last episode. Well, we can stick on the DC theme then. You want to talk about the CW shows? Um, yeah, well, actually, are they so they're on their latest series? Yeah, I don't know, like yeah, they just they basically just started. Um, Flash is I think three episodes in, two episodes in, um, and then the rest of them. Black Lightning is three episodes in as well, and the rest of them are like two or one episode in. I saw like a tweet from, or Instagram post from one of the guys who's in one of the shows. I think he might have been Arrow. But, and but, he was, but he was dressed as Flash. Flash Flash or something. Yeah. So it's like part of their crossover. So they Other worlds. Yeah, yeah, other worlds or something like that. So they were doing like some freaky like a freaky Friday sort of thing, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um But yeah, Arrow so Arrow is in prison. Um Okay. And I quite like it that he's like kind of he started off the season in prison, so and he hasn't like gotten out straight away because normally they'll do like a one episode mm-hmm. turnaround. He's Bear jar when that happens. They did that in the Flash as well. Um, so yeah, he's kind of like trying to figure out how to protect his family from prison because there are people out there trying to kill his family, and like there's like a uh, like a no vigilante rule now in Star City. So the other everyone else is trying to figure out how they can help protect the city without like being vigilantes. Blah 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 blah. And they're doing like flash a flash forward now because normally in Arrow they do flashback flashbacks to where he was on the island that he was stuck on. But now that that's come like that period's like come to an end, so now they're doing flash forwards. And so it's like his his son William who's on the island, and He's like searching for his dad, I think, but he doesn't know where the fuck he is. So yeah, that's that. So um, you know that Arrow ends up on the island again. Well, I don't know. We haven't seen in this flash forward. We haven't seen. We haven't, right, we haven't seen okay. Arrow. We don't know if he's. We seen Roy Harper, but we don't know if Arrow is. Uh, is it? Mm, oh we don't shit! Arrow is alive or anything? Okay, so that's Arrow. That's well, Arrow. where are we at Flash and is the Legends of Tomorrow still going? Uh, yeah. And Supergirl and. Um, Supergirl. What happens in Supergirl? Supergirl is mm-hmm. <laughs> Supergirl's all right. Like she's. They're kind of doing this, um, uh, there's like a rise in prejudice against aliens sort of thing. And people found out that the president was an alien and now they're doing like, you know, like uh, terrorist attacks and shit like that and blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, it's all right. There's a girl in it actually, this is just random. There's a girl in it um, now, I think she's going to be a, a season regular who, she's a transgender um, person in real life and in the show. Okay. I think she's like the first transgender superhero or something like that okay. I don't know if she's actually, she hasn't become a superhero yet but I think she does at some point but yeah that was interesting um, uh, which show is Batgirl going to turn up in or Batwoman show? I think it's in the crossover but oh. I don't know which episode of the crossover it will be I don't know I would assume it's Arrow I don't know why just and is that launch, that then is going to launch her own show no idea, oh. no idea. I, I, think think it, I think it I think with things like that it kind of depends how well it's received how, on well, it, how, yeah, how well received it is yeah because I think even with Arrow, they kind of did like a backdoor pilot with Barry Allen because the character was really popular. They were like, yeah, we're definitely going to go ahead with okay. um, Flash. Um, and the Flash probably kept rhythm, I suppose. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so what I was saying to Obi, um, there was a rumour going around that Jensen Ackles, the, one of the brothers in Supernatural, uh, was... Uh, people were saying that he was going to be playing as Batman in the DC uh, oh, okay. CW shows but um, that's soon been uh, what's the word not true he's come out saying he's not going to do it oh, oh no okay. Stephen Amell said he's he's not doing it like he's right. not linked with it but yeah so that's, full, that's quite interesting that they're think, potentially thinking about a Batman or well I mean it makes sense because they've got a Superman haven't they true they've got a Flash but like Obi was saying they never, they've, we've only heard Bruce Wayne mentioned once throughout all the shows 
And then Anobi was saying that Superman references his mate, doesn't he? Yeah. Like his friend that he doesn't really get along with, or his friend of me. And he like you know he's talking about Batman, but they never actually say Batman. Okay. But like they've said Bruce Wayne once, and then there was an episode of The Flash where they had his name. They had the name Bruce Wayne written down on the telephone, the telephone but they never actually said Batman. Okay. So I wonder, even though in the crossover they got Batwoman, so I'm assuming that Batman must exist. Yeah, yeah he yeah, must yeah. exist. So yeah. And is Gotham CW or is that? That's Fox, I think. Oh, okay. Um, what else? And Flash. it's way before anyway. It's like yeah, it's like twenty twenty thirty years, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Um, the Flash, his daughter showed up and fucked up the timeline, of course, because that's what they do. Uh, now they're just trying to like uh, rectify it by beating a villain called Cicada, I think, who's on like a warpath, I think, to kill all metahumans. Cause I think because they, his daughter's in hospital, so I think there's some, like um, maybe metahumans like hurt his daughter or something like that, so now he wants to kill them all. He's got this sort of weird uh, thing. I don't know what, it, what the fuck it is, but it's like it can like drain everyone's powers and stuff while he's around so like I don't really know how they're going to beat him obviously they'll think of some way because that's what they I do, do yeah. but yeah it's, it's, it's alright it's interesting um, one thing I just want to mind quickly because uh, there's a character on it called Cisco or Vibe <laughs> and <Thanks on. laughs> and he is being super like depressing in the first few episodes and it's really annoying because he's normally like that the comedic comedic relief character and he just re- he's obsessing over like this breakup with his girlfriend and it's just kind of annoying over it Cisco honestly but it doesn't sound like you've got much enthusiasm for these shows anymore just the way that you're talking about them you're just like yeah you know seems to be the same story though just in um, a... they lost their momentum I, I just think they haven't really got into the, into the story yet I think, I think it's still like quite, quite introductory for most of them anyway. obviously it's only two three episodes in for some but then the shows that are on their fifth sixth season need to be introductory in the first series like the first few uh, episodes of the new series kind of yeah I don't think you can just go slap bang into you know this. I, th- like, I think you need to kind of like build up I think because they're always because they're introducing a new villain usually at the beginning of a show yeah. or the new hardship for the character it's not like a like I suppose a law program where you've got like a case per episode yeah. or a case per two episodes and yeah. it's, because if I was like, if he was watching Daredevil season one and the first episode, you were like, Wilson Fisk was... <laughs> Daredevil was like, yeah, okay, I have to kill Wilson Fisk. You'd be like, it's a bit... It's yeah, but that's it? season one, but if... All right, even if it was season two, then. And, no, but Arrow's on, like, season six or seven, whatever. Same, it? Yeah, but they're all, they're all different. No, none of the villains are ever the same. So you kind of have to introduce every villain, I think, anyway. I think it'd be weird to just go straight into it. But that's just me. Yeah, fair enough. But it's, like, 20-something episodes, so, I mean, they could get a move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What haven't I said? Legends of Tomorrow is the most ridiculous show on television because there was like a killer unicorn. Oh my god! A, yeah, that show is like I was saying to Chris, like literally, I think that show from now from season one has such had such a drastic change in tone that now it's just literally the stupid show where you can just do whatever you want. And they just yeah, they just, just have like, fun with it. Yeah, basically, they're just like fuck it. Like there was a unicorn and like they were all like everyone was like really like hippy dippy and stuff like that and they were like admiring the unicorn and suddenly the unicorn just turns rabid and stabs this woman in the stomach and, <laughs> and then they get sprayed by like some like unicorn juice and they all like have, get, um, get really high and stuff it's really stupid god yeah um, so that, that was that would be such a joke set to work yeah um, yeah that was alright and Black Lightning um, Black Lightning is basically if you put season one and season two so far together it's kind of basically just like the same season it's basically okay. just carried on exactly straight on from last season um, uh, Jefferson's been fired as principal of the school and they've got some white guy in and they, they don't really get on him and this white guy and Jennifer Jennifer's the younger one I think she's kind of um, 
trying to learn to control her powers because they're like all over the shop and she's just kind of like she like zapped her mum with fire and shit and (laughs) yeah so she's just trying to like learn to control herself and Anissa is basically just acting like Robin Hood like stealing money from loads of gangs and stuff and giving it to like church and poor people and stuff so that's I'm curious to see where that goes and what about um, what's the what's the villain called Tobias Whale Tobias Whale he his um, right hand uh, woman I guess just died so he's pissed off and he wants revenge for that. And he's got this briefcase, which has got, I think, I think it's a, a bit, there's like, you know, there's like them pot, those loads, all those pods and people are like, loads of people are frozen in them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. I think he's got a briefcase and in the briefcase is some sort of like, uh, instructions to, tell, to say like what he can do with the, these people, like how he can like weaponize them and stuff like that. Yeah. But he, I think he doesn't have the, um, the like, uh, code to the briefcase, something like that. So he's, annoyed about that and he's trying to get the code to that so he can you know do whatever, okay. whatever. Yeah. and he's also trying because he killed Tobias he killed um, Jefferson Pierce's dad like 30 odd years ago yeah. so he's destroying any evidence and killing anyone who um, might know about it to try and you know kill off the scent because he basically went into hiding for however many years and I think he wants to come back out into the open but he knows if he dies then the police will arrest him because he's still wanted for that murder and what about who's the guy who owns the tailor shop what's his name Gamby Gamby what's well, up with him He's just chilling. <laughs> He's chilling. Yeah, they're, I think they're, they're mates now. They're all mates now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he knows about the. Oh, and all. Oh, can I just complain quickly? Sorry, this is dumb. Because I've been watching Supergirl for two and a bit seasons now, and Lena Luthor still does not know that. I'm sorry, I shouldn't do that. Lena Luthor still does not know that Kara is Supergirl, even though like in she literally all maybe at least once an episode. Um, Carl will be here and be like, oh, I have to go to the toilet. And then come, she goes out and Supergirl comes in and it's Supergirl. And Lena Luthor's supposed to be a genius. And she hasn't, st- apparently, still hasn't figured it out yet. And it's spoiler, but not really a spoiler. In Black Lightning, so season, episode two, episode one of season two, um, that policeman, Henderson, already found out Black Lightning's Black Lightning. Oh, okay. It's fucking obvious. Yeah. And so I was like, if this policeman can do it, surely this so-called genius can do it, but whatever. Is that Lex Luthor's sister? Yeah, it's, yeah. Is Lex Luthor in the show? No, but he's mentioned quite a lot. Okay. Yeah. I think, he's, I think he's in prison in the show. Right, okay. Yeah, so that's the CW shows. Any input on that? Have you even started them, Chris? No, I haven't. Um, I was going to ask something about... No, I can't remember. I was going to ask something about Jefferson, but I literally just cannot remember for life of me now. Any of you all watched the new Doctor Who? Yes, that is on there, my friend. Oh, is it? What a segue. No, no, you're yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> Not rehearsed. <laughs> I watched, like, the first 20 minutes of it. I'm, I'm just... I hear it's... They had a really... I haven't watched it, but I hear, like, they've been doing some really interesting things. So, like, obviously, because the first female Doctor Who, mm, they've got... She's really good, actually. They've got a black guy who's the... One of the sidekicks. Mm. Yeah. They've got... Um, is it Muslim man? Well, they, re- they referenced her as Mexican in the last episode. In the last episode. So, I don't know if she actually is, or they were she just... She Or they were just being racist, because it, it was a racist... Racially... Because Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks, it? yeah. Probably, like... The episode as a whole was okay. The storyline wasn't the best. They had like good ideas with it. So like this guy trying to basically So basically there's this criminal. This is episode three, yeah. No, episode two. Episode three? Episode three. There's this criminal and basically he's got a tra- he's got something in his body because he went to prison, he's got something in his body where he can't actually commit murder. Like he can go to attack you, he can start strangling you and then he gets he, he can't do it so he's gone back to this period of time and he's trying to change history by diverting things so like trying to stop Rosa Parks from sitting down on the bus mm. or not sorry 
yeah. not getting up off on the bus when a white person came on, kind of that kind of thing. So that's like um, just that's that storyline itself was okay, but like it was proper deep, like at the end because um, they were sitting on the bus, the Doctor Who uh, sidekicks, the three of them, because it's got um thingy from pointless uh. The chase. The chase Bradley as well. Walsh. Yeah, he's jokes. I like him. But like they were sitting down and then Bradley Walsh, his character was like, oh, we're going to get off at the next stop. And then Doc Two's like, we can't. We have to stay on here. Because otherwise Rosa Parks won't have to be told to get up. So they're trying not to talk. Yeah, and so he stood up and obviously this lady sat down. So he's the he's the character that... He, he didn't go to sit down, but like he was the character that technically needed that seat is how I saw it yeah and then the bus driver kicked off and was like and then she got arrested so that was that scene itself was really quite deep and a really obviously not a nice scene but it's it yeah it It seems like they're trying to do like some progressive things with this series yeah um would you agree with that eh, that episode yeah uh and I suppose having um yeah yes it's yes yeah I guess so there's a few different bits and pieces like um, had the first episode some guy from a different planet trying to kill a human because it was a sports game for them and uh, the kids uh, I can't remember their names honestly I'm just terrible with names but the black kid's mum dies in the episode and it was, that was proper deep as well and he has he has something wrong with him because he can't ride a bike I can't remember what it was though Anyway, yeah, it's it's it's, it's good though. So I I like all the characters. Okay. Um, I think dyspraxia, by the way. That's it, dyspraxia. Um, what is dyspraxia? Is that no? It's like a different form of dyslexia, I think. But I think is it's it like like in coordination? Yeah, because yeah. so, yeah. he started to ride and then he kind of fell off and then he got angry and threw his bike off the um, mountain. That was quite funny. Yeah. Did you start watching it then? I only watched the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Okay. Of the first episode. But yeah, that that episode, first episode was okay. Second episode was decent third episode was decent i i think they the thing they got to get down is the storylines because that's the i know david tennant is a wicked actor and so is christopher eccleston they're wicked actors but they had they had good storylines yeah like some of those episodes like the one with the the kids in the world war Two gas mask yeah it was like mommy yeah and then like the, the, the stone angels yeah they had some wicked ones and i think that's the problem they got now like not dissing any of the actors or no, actresses, um, but storyline is key, and they haven't like they overused Cybermen and da- Daleks so much that you kind of just like oh, they're back yeah. again, they're gonna get killed again, like or whatever, and it's kind of like uh, I know it's hard to find make new monsters, but I feel like after when Matt Smith became Doctor Who, like I, that's when I sort of lost interest because it just became a bit more like. You know, it wasn't quite as dark as it used to be. Mm. They kind of, like, lightened the tone. Did, and then it kind of, they kind of turned it a bit towards the end. Like, it did have an interesting story. But, it was, again, it was just a bit all over the place, really. Um, but it's still got it, a good following, though. Which is kind must, of, the Doctor must be on their last regeneration, right? So he was. And then something happened, and I think he, like... I think he had the world... If I remember correctly from last season, he had, like... The Time Lords, I think their their world is trapped inside something, or he was on Gallifrey, their world. Right? Yeah, Gallifrey, and he was regenerating, and he and he knew it was his last regeneration, and I think he asked, uh, I think he's like, like almost praying, and then he suddenly got extra, extra regeneration. Don't right. know how, and then he turned into 
the, this um, what's her name? Jodie Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. she's potentially the last one. No, no. So that's because originally I'm pretty sure the Doctor can't turn into a female, and he's only allowed nine regenerations. Hmm. No, must be more it's than like nine. Eleven or this is the eleventh Doctor, isn't it? Well, yeah. no. 14th Doctor this is. Well, there was a set number and it was like... Yeah, yeah and that, now she is past the set number. Oh, okay. And obviously, I didn't think... I don't believe he was meant to be able to originally change into a female, but obviously that's happened now as well, so... Okay. But you kind of knew that he would be able to do... Well, this is what confused me as well, because the Master, who's his like arch rival, also turned into a female uh. last season. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, no, it's good. It's, it's yeah... It's okay. The production value is still quite good. Yeah, they 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 like what they do and stuff is is really really good. Like they had a monster. Like to be fair, it wasn't. I mean, the monster wasn't that good, but it was like um, you know what you wrap wrap around mummies. It was like that, and it was just like it went to attack someone. And it wrapped around their face and like this was suffocating them. I was like, Fuck, bloody hell. Oh okay. Um, so they yeah, and it looked really authentic. But um, yeah, my dad made a comment like um, there's these robot guards. And they activated as these lot were walking around. And these robot guards are meant to be professional shooters, yeah. And these lot were just running in a straight line and not getting shot by them. And you're like... Yeah. Mm. What's the best Doctor Who villain that you've seen then? In the modern era? Because you had like... So you got the Cybermen. I think I really like the Stone cool. Angels, man. They, Stone were, Angels they were, were good. good. The uh, Slytherine were quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. They were like aliens that could take on the appearance of humans, but then they would, like, literally unzip the human part and become this, like, big green thing. Yeah, green thing, yeah. They've had some good ones. Uh... But then they do, like, always... Because I think... They never Especially really... in, like... Because it used to be in the 60s and 70s, wasn't it? And then there was a massive gap before Christopher Eccleston yeah. was, like, in, like, the late 2000s. But then there was always this thing, like, the Daleks were, like, were defeated, but then they would always... You know, it's like any sort of horror villain. You'd always know they're going to come back. Mm. And it's just kind of like, maybe you just need to leave them be for a bit. And, like, Daleks were never able to go upstairs, but now they can. And yeah. So they just so keep, like, like evolved. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, the Doctor can only regenerate X number of times, but now it's like, well, it's popular, we'll just carry on. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I always watch the season of Doctor Who, because I always find it interesting, but... Yeah, so you yeah. think, like, cause considering we were young adults, like, early teenagers when it started again, but now so you're, a, like, an adult, like, yeah. you, it's kept your interest, like, it's mm. transcended I think, the I think because I just like Doctor Who, I just, I'm curious to see what they do, because right. I do like when they go back in time and relive these events, because like, a lot of them I don't know, and I'm assuming that most of it, obviously, bar the aliens, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming most of the historical facts about it are true because okay. uh, I never knew because in this uh, Martin Luther King's in the, the latest episode as well and I personally didn't know that Rosa Parks and him were friends so were they friends oh. well I guess well, like, they, they, they were both alive during the yeah. civil rights movement so yeah. they would have been contemporaries mm. well, yeah yeah so it was interesting okay and I guess that episode aired during Black History Month mm. in the UK which is quite obviously important that, as well but, yeah, um, it it's October yeah. isn't no, I it yeah, I didn't think of that yeah yeah Oh, it's good that they're, you know, are using it as an education tool. Because mm. I, I remember seeing things about it being like, oh, yeah, you know, children watching this are now asking questions about what happened and whether it was true yeah. and all that sort of thing. So I guess it's sparking debate and mm. uh, conversation, which is always good. Mm. Um, okay, well, whilst we're on the theme of TV, 
I'm now seven episodes into Haunting of Hill House. Um, Dubbed to be the best Netflix original series, currently. I would, I would argue that it's up there, yeah. So, mm. um, I mean, again, like, it, you know, the start, like, if, I don't know how much you've watched a Maniac, but it says, like, a Paramount television production, and it says that, I'm pretty sure it says that as well. Oh, really? Here. So, again, I don't know whether they're, like, teaming up with Paramount or whether but mm. they're just distributing it. But just I don't know how much it. money Netflix has put into it. But either way, it's really good. Um, so it's based on a book which came out in like the 60s or something. It's quite an old book. Um, but I think they've kind of expanded a lot of the plot um, to make it over 10 episodes. And each episode's about an hour long. Um, so it's, It says season one as well. So does that imply there's going to be another season? Potentially, because I mean, Maniac was a limited series. That's what they marketed it as. Yeah. Whereas this is yeah, series one. So I mean, potentially. I mean, I don't know how it ends or whether there's scope for um, series two. But um, so basically, it follows this family um, called the Cranes. Um, so there's the two parents, uh, three daughters, and two sons, um, and they it it kind of flits between what happened when the children were children and now what they are like as adults so um the crane family lived in what is called hill house uh which is like a big grand house and and the family the cranes they kind of go into houses and they restore them and then sell them for money but um whilst they move in like very quickly spooky things start happening um and the two youngest children called luke and nelly are twins uh, and they're the ones who basically are most um exposed to the supernatural elements of this house so they'll see figures and they have like one like nelly has the bent neck lady who she always sees and mm. she stands over her bed and like the, the parents kind of and even like the older child called Stephen, he never really believes them yeah um uh so i guess i don't know if there's anything like we should read into you know the young children being the ones exposed to supernatural elements but um so then you see that and then then you kind of it's not even flashing forward. You just see them in the present day as adults. Um, you know that the mother committed suicide, or is you? That's what they believe that the mother committed suicide. Um, and then it's kind of like how the children are affected by that now. So Stephen, who's the oldest, has made a career out of writing horror kind of biographies. So he he kind of wrote all his siblings. Um, supernatural kind of occurrences and made a lot of money out of this book um, but he never believed any of it so that's a cause of conflict between them because they're like you've profited off of us mm. um, but you never believed us um, then you've got like uh, what's her name Shirley is the second eldest she now runs a funeral home um, then you've got Theodora who how many children are there? there's five oh, Theodora no. is a doctor of psychiatry um, but she's kind of got issues with like forming relationships and stuff. Right. And then the two twins, um, Nell and Luke, like Luke's a heroin addict. Um, <laughs> so there's, a, you know, lots of issues and then they don't speak to their father. Um, and I don't know how much, I'm not going to go into it too much because I don't know if any of you are going to watch it. I won't watch it. No? I might do, but... Okay. Well, I won't yeah. spoil any of it, but basically each episode for the first five focuses on one child predominantly and like flips between the you know them as a child and them as an adult and how right. uh, and then eventually the fifth episode is like a midpoint um and then from there it kind of more focuses on all of them again 
Um, but I find it really, really good. It's more of like a family drama with elements of horror than like a flat out horror series. So there'll mm -hmm. be maybe two or three or maybe four. Did you say that Lauren didn't want to watch this? Yeah. Wow. So she got too scared. But the moments, it's not like, there are some jump scares, but it's not kind of the insidious style of quite, quite bang. Yeah. It's, there's like kind of, you'll see like a figure in the background and then maybe like the light will turn on, but then when you turn back, he'll be a bit further cl close to you or something. Um, but there's only like three or four throughout each episode. So it's not continuous, like a, there's not the continual threat. Mm. It's more like the family drama and then there are elements of horror within it. Um, okay. But the way they do it, it's, it's fairly subtle. It's quite chilling and... And when they do the horror, it's, it's done well. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who directs it, Mike Flanagan, he's done good horror films like Oculus, um, Ouija, Hush, um, Gerald's Game. So he's, he's quite established within the horror. Ouija? Yeah. We, there's a film called Ouija, Origin of Evil, which he directed. Um, okay. And the, the acting performances are really, really good. Um, I actually think the worst actor is Michael Hoosman, who was Dario from Game of Thrones. But he's the star, Dario, Dario, Dario. like um, Daenerys's kind of oh yeah yeah, yeah. side piece. Like he's the he's the top build actor because he's the most famous. But I think he's the worst out of all of them at mm -hmm. acting. Um, the rest of them are really good, um, really kind of captivating and really kind of you believe in them and and the family drama works really well. The, you know the scripts are really tight. Mm. Um, it is actually quite kind of hard like emotionally hard hitting for a a horror series mm. so there's a lot of depth to it um which i think is to its credit i also think the way that the the episodes are edited is really well done so, so for example if you're seeing them as they'll do something as an adult so they'll like shut their glasses case and then it will that will mirror what had something that happened you know trigger a memory from their childhood of the same oh, action okay. happening yeah um, so it's just really kind of slick the way it's done yeah um i would really recommend watching it like i know you don't like horror but it is like a drama first and foremost and considering like a lot of the stuff that you watch on tv is violent like this isn't violent it's just kind of a bit eerie mm. um and chris i think you should definitely watch it see so, yeah, i've got three episodes left um really looking forward to seeing kind of how it concludes um because you kind of there's like there's a few kind of events you know that have happened but you are slowly finding out what really happened what or really how happened, it happened yeah, yeah. which is what keeps the interest going um as well as the whole family drama and the characters i think if they did a series two they could focus on the hill family so um hill house was owned by the hill family before the cranes um this would have been i guess back in like the 60s or 70s and there are kind of suggestions that supernatural things happened to them because I think they all ended up dying. Right. So it would be could be interesting as if they did it as a, like an anthology. So like you go yeah. back and see what happened to the hills uh. or they could maybe, you know, if this house survives the series, like someone moving into it later on or, or anything. There's, there's, there's potential for it. Uh. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's really good, really affecting. It's not just your kind of cheap horror. It's yeah. uh, good drama. Oh, no, nice. nice. I thoroughly recommend it. Mm. Oh, it. Ten. Ten. And you've watched seven? Yes. Yeah, so I've got three left. Mm. Um, I don't really know Yeah. What, what what's going to happen with the next three, which keep me guessing. Mm. <laughs> Keeping on TV, do you want to talk us through Making a Murderer? 
Yeah. Uh, do you, 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 either of you watch it? I don't. No. no. Yeah, I finished it. Series um, two. Series two. I I apparently missed a point because Joe mentioned to me yesterday about a point and like I was saying, who do you think? Who do you think actually? Cause the whole point is that everyone's saying that Stephen Avery didn't commit this murder. Is this still from the same crime that they talked about in series one? Yeah. So series one ends without a resolution. So series one ends without a resolution. Um, okay. Then they get this pro bono, pro bono. Pro bono lawyer. <laughs> pro bono. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs uh, an erection. Uh, pro. Yeah. Anyway. Bono. Yeah. Yeah. Bono lawyer. In um, they've been asking for her for ages, and she's um got twenty one people, uh, who have been wrongly committed off of their crimes, um, because of um client, uh, lawyer, uh, confidentiality. She actually ha- She says that if. You have committed the crime. She will find out. So there's no point in lying to her, and she will not. She will not help you if you commit the crime. And um, but on the flip side of that, if she finds out that you've committed the crime, she can't actually do anything about it because of the client lawyer yeah. privilege. And she actually did. This guy did commit like twenty seven crimes that she knew that she was helping. But obviously, she. I think she. What I didn't understand was. Wait. So if, Stephen Avery has. No. 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 This is a different case. Oh, okay. She was talking about, and that, I think it was like like she. When he died, she asked for his permission to yeah. release all the information. Right. And he was like, yeah, Because I guess they have to defend them, don't they? Yeah. So, But what I didn't understand was, if she figures out that they've committed the crime, and then she suddenly's like, I don't want to help you anymore, surely then you know that the person's committed the crime. So I don't well, know it's how... It's not necessary. You wow. remove yourself from the case. It doesn't mean the person's committed a crime. It just means you don't want to represent them anymore. True, but I, it, the way I saw it, well, the way I suppose, and even if you did think that, it doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean you can prove it. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, but so she's really good actually. So she's like, um, she's going really to the heart of all the crime. So she was like, uh, so the crime is that someone saying Stephen Avery committed a murder. Yeah, and I, be- he I believe he got convicted he, for it. He but... apparently killed this woman, raped her, and then set her on fire. Did he rape her after he killed her, or before? I? I believe so. And oh, apparently God. his nephew also helped in this crime. Right. So the big thing here that is put in Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey, I think is his name, in prison, is that Brendan Dassey, or Do- I'm just going to call him Brendan because I'm not sure that's his surname, said that they committed the crime. Okay. So when you watch the interview, because you can see the interview between the two cops and him, it's... From your point of view of the Netflix viewer, it looks like they're probing him a little bit. So they're like, so they're like, where did you commit the crime? You committed the crime in, did you commit the crime in the garage? And he's like, I didn't commit the crime. He's like, next to the garage? He's like, oh, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, so yeah, they're did. coercing him into a it, false that's, statement? That's what it appears like. Like, like they, like, look, because they, when they first started season two, they were doing all these news things and like people were saying, well, Netflix only shows. The bits it wants to show, it's not showing the whole picture. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So, it is very... It is like that. It's biased. Yeah, well... It is and it isn't. No, it is biased. So, basically, it's the point of the documentary that that the documentarian thinks Stephen Avery should be acquitted. I think so. That's what I get the... Because you wouldn't follow it otherwise, I don't think, would you? Because this... Unless this lawyer is going to really do herself in and ruin her credibility, she is going to the heart of everything. So, like, things that haven't been, like, looked into... Blood blood splatter. 
like they've done it a little bit they didn't look at it like in depth mm. um there's a there was a car light the the backlight which is in i think it was inside found inside the car and no one's examined it and like and then there's like i think ex-boyfriends haven't of this woman haven't been uh in like interviewed properly it's just like it was almost like it's Stephen avery but that is blah, that blah, because blah. the guy brendan Admitted it, so they Ish. don't, they don't also, really need to. But if have you watched season one? No. So Stephen Avery in season one was put in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Okay. He got released. Um, is eighteen years later. Right. And then he was going to sue them, the police, for thirty-four million pounds. Right. And then conveniently, however months later, is arrested for another for crime. crime. Right. So I think in season one, a lot of people are like, police have definitely done this. I tell you what, if the police have done it, they've done a sloppy job. Like you'd think, like knowing what they know, they would do this a lot better. Um, so in in this season, what they've done is so they got a gun expert in. Uh, they got a they did the blood splatter. They've done. Uh, they were gonna interview someone. Uh, so basically, let's I'll break it down. So blood splatter. There's like there's blood on. So the the assumption is. He got the body, put it in the boot. There's a bit of blood on the door. He's also got. He's also open. He's got an open. Uh, no. Then he's also got blood on his hands, and he's like from an open wound, and he's got blood in certain areas around the car. So there's one right by the where you turn the key, but it's like on the dashboard kind of bit of it, and then also the the boot, the car boot. It opens like that because it's a massive car. When so I say that, it opens. opens on a- it opens like a normal car door would rather than the boot. Axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, they so they put they got this dummy and they put the weight of how much the woman weighs in the dummy, and one guy tries to throw the dummy in, not not doable. So they're like, well, if Brendan and Stephen did it, they'll try and do both of them to it. So difficult to do, and then they're like, okay. But why is it difficult? Because they just it was really heavy to like what just to, no to swing her that way into the boot with no like with um. And to get the blood kind of thing. Because like, oh. they've got to do it in a certain way where... Right, right. So in my mind, from what I watched, um, they had to do it in a certain way where the hair would like whiplash the blood onto the car door. Mm. And so they did it. They, it was really hard to do because of the way they've got to angle the body into the car. And then they were like, okay, we're going to take all the weight out and see if they can do it easier with without the weight. Still quite difficult. Then they were like, okay, we're just going to just try and do the splatters. They don't really resemble the splatters in the car. Like she's got the exact same car for this, and they're not getting the same as what is on the evidence. But then it's so you know with things like that. If it was outside, you got to think. Well, what was the wind like? Well, what was the air well pressure, true, you know, true. All that sort of thing. Um, and then there's like, so Stephen Avery has a open wound, so that's why they're like, okay, well let's put loads of blood on it and let's see what happens if we were to do loads of motions and stuff. The blood splatter they've got isn't matching what the what the evidence is saying and um and Stephen Avery claims that he had an open car that he had a car and it reopened and he cleaned it up in his sink no he he it dripped into his sink I think he sorted it out and then he left but he didn't clean the sink and then he thought someone was following him and then I think he came back to oh he came back to the, where he's living but he didn't go in but when he went in the next day the blood wasn't there anymore that's what he's claiming so I think they uh they got a sink and they I think they took his sink actually and they were doing like blood drippings and stuff, trying to 
replicate it and see whether someone could actually extract the blood. And they found that if you got a, uh, like a uh, not so is it a syringe? The ones you used to use in science where you used to squeeze the top and they used to pull it. Pipette. Not a pipette kind of thing. Yeah. See if they could do that. It was doable. Okay. It was it was doable with a certain amount of blood kind of yeah. thing. And it's really like interesting. Like she's proper going into detail. And like the kid Brendan claimed that uh, Steve and Avery used a twenty two rifle or something. I don't. I'm not. Obviously, we don't know a lot about guns, but yeah. um, so they got this gun expert guy in, and they got like a carcass that was like just as thick as a skull, because apparently the bullet went through both sides mm. so they did it on all different points of this thing the guy the guy who was the marksman was like it is possible but it's like improbable that you could shoot it all the way through and he shot it loads of things and it didn't go through both slabs and he went through one so they were like they had that evidence but i believe so how the court system goes you can go to one court and if you're if you lose you can go to the higher court and the higher one and the higher one um i think i think the supreme court dismissed their retrial they were like right okay I, I believe so i think the next court above that is the u.s must be a federal one maybe it's like the highest one you can go to right. now but so she so we ended oh so and then joe said to me yesterday because i thought um so the this they thought they got brendan off um for some reason oh they put a case for brent because it's two cases that we're looking at we're looking at brendan's and stevens but obviously they're both family and so Brendan's case is that um, obviously it's been coerced and stuff, and so it went for a rule a rule a ruling, uh, with three judges and two judges said that it was unfair, then it went to an, a panel of five judges because the head of the police department was like, well no this is he was really against them doing this and he was like, he's not getting out for this this is not fair, and then when the five judges came in it was ruled against him so he wasn't actually released so he's still in prison. Then they searched the stepdad. So Brendan has his mum, who's obviously Stephen's sister, and his stepdad. Then there's Stephen's mum and Stephen's stepdad. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's right. a, so they searched Brendan's stepdad's computer and found loads of, like, different weird porn and stuff. And, like, uh, was it his computer or was it someone else's? Someone's computer got searched and it was, like, looking up all these different things that could relate to almost it was implied committing a crime but I'm I'd have to rewatch that episode again because I think that was one I'd, I think I fell asleep on but um so then there's like this big hoo-ha that maybe the stepdad and Stephen Avery's stepdad commit the crime together oh and I'm blaming it on them apparently like so that, the, that's the thing that's series three then I reckon this is series because three. this one's three years after the first series isn't yeah it? yeah but, but I guess they but have to wait they're, until they're, they need to get more evidence and the they're also at a, as far as we're aware they're at a stalemate at the moment right because whether they can go to the next court whether they can whether the evidence that she puts forward is enough for them to reopen the case or do something about the case kind of thing but it is like I may have got some of these bits and pieces wrong but like from what I've seen it's um because I never thought what Joe said. I must have missed a bit. Because I thought it was that they were only looking into the stepdad of right. the the kid, not mm. the stepdad of Stephen Stephen. Avery. Right. Um, and the problem is like, uh, what was it as well? And like from what I've gathered, they didn't really interview the ex boyfriends. I would have thought the ex boyfriends of this woman would have been a serious like contender to have done this. Um, I think he had like access to the house and stuff, and the. Uh, he was at the crime scene when it happened. Like, not when it happened, like, when it was found out and stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of like, 
That's a bit booky, isn't it? Like, someone's got to be looking into that. Like, you'd look at every avenue, surely. Surely, if someone's been murdered, raped and burnt, you'd be looking at every avenue here. But if I suppose... Was, if she I, was raped, wouldn't they have, like, DNA inside her? That is a post-mortem. I don't know. Maybe she was burnt. Burnt. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. So there's a lot of things. Like, it's really interesting. Like, I'd actually... If you've watched that like, Unsolved thing and stuff... Well, you... staircase. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think you should watch it. You, I reckon you'd spot something that I haven't really spotted, and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm really interested in American true crime now." Because you should watch the staircase because there's a whole thing about blood spatter in that. Yeah. Um, and it, that was like a really key point in yeah. in um in the case. Uh, and there's also a podcast uh called Serial, which is what is the it's so that? good. Yeah. So this woman called Sarah Koenig, um, or Koenig, she pronounces it, um. She kind of investigates crimes, um, and she tries to be objective, but you, she openly admits that she kind of gets a bit swayed by certain evidence. But she tries to report everything as objectively as possible. Um, and then, so the first series is about Adnan Syed, who got um, sent to prison for the murder of his ex-girlfriend, but he claims that he's innocent. Um, the second one's about a soldier who went AWOL but that wasn't so interesting. And then the third one's about, she kind of takes residency at a county court and okay. she kind of reports on different cases and stuff. And it's really interesting insight into the American criminal justice system, which mm. seems very, very flawed. <laughs> yeah. But um, mm. yeah, so I would recommend those programs. And, and Is it in the American system? You can't be, if, you, you've, if you're acquitted of a crime, you can't be then retrialed for that exact same crime. Yeah. yeah. What do they call that? There's a term for it. Double jeopardy. That's it, double jeopardy. But you can be so like if I could you so, so you can so, so if I if I was acquitted of murder could I then be done for manslaughter if there was new evidence can, found they could like try you for like intent to murder or grievous bodily harm so I wouldn't get as much many as many because well, they because one of the things that she talks about with when she's at uh, Sarah Koenig's at this courthouse is that if someone's kind of arrested. Um, they always, or this county anyway, always tries to get people on plea deals. Um, and so they'll try and throw as many charges at you as possible, mm. even though they know that most of them won't stick. Because if you get hit with like 10 charges, then you're going to think, shit, I'm just going to take, I'm just going to uh, plead guilty to one of them. And then they get a kind of like, conviction. A quick conviction. So, because she was saying, so say like you got arrested and they find a gun on you uh, and like a doobie, then they're going to get you on possession. Um, possession with intent to harm, um, possession of drugs, possession with intent to sell, like all these different things, like carrying an unlicensed weapon or, mm. you know, not disclosing you've got a weapon or, or whatever the different charges. And the, the wording can be so slightly different and it's a different charge. Mm. And then you're thinking, shit, they've got, they're going to charge me for 10 different things and each one carries a six month sentence. Yeah. But if I just plead to, yes, I did have a gun. Yeah. Then. Mm, you know, it's quite interesting insight into it, actually. Yeah. But again, it's kind of like... No, I'll definitely, definitely watch that st- Staircase, you say? Staircase, yeah. And also, um, there is staircase. a... I think, I think it might be Christopher Lord and Phil Miller. I think they're producing a TV show on the Serial podcast. All right. Which I don't know whether it would be fact or kind of fiction, but... That's like, you should make, watch Making a Murder. Making a murder yeah, I don't really I'd, 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 I'd be intrigued. And you should as well, I'd be. I reckon you'd like it. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to see your you two's insight on it. I do re- I do need to rewatch episode seven though because I think I missed a bit. How many are in each series? Ten. Okay. They're about forty five minutes to an hour long each. Okay. Well, should we get on to films? 
Um, you go for it, there's guys. There's a couple of new releases. Um, Obi, you've seen probably the two most recent releases. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Sorry. Have, a, have an espresso and then... Uh, yeah. Baby <laughs> Rhapsody? Yeah. Is it real life or is it just fantasy? Because I, 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 when I was reading about it... Um, nice. Um... Um, the Rotten Tomato critics were like they weren't rating it very highly when it, before it come out and I was like oh kind of gutted but then you came out of it and you said it was uh, pretty good wasn't it quite good I try I tried my hardest not to pay attention to what critics think about any film really yeah. obviously it's, it, sometimes it is an indicator of if the film's worth seeing or not I think but most of the time it's easy just to watch it for yourself and judge for yourself yeah than... but I, I thought I quite enjoyed it I thought it was quite good and I think that the I understand where the criticism come from, but I think they're quite harsh. So, Bohemian Rhapsody, is it a biopic of the band Queen, or is it more a biopic of Freddie Mercury? It's more a bi- biopic of Freddie Mercury, but I would say only in, like, the... Actually, yeah, it's a Freddie Mercury biopic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. With, with, with bits of Queen sprinkled yeah. in. And it's interesting how they made uh, We Will Rock You. I saw the snippet of it on the Graham Norton show. It's pretty interesting. Oh really? Yeah, like they were like, wasn't he like he wanted he wanted the, one of the people wanted the crowd to to be able to participate to participate. Oh right. So they did the, uh, is it dun dun, dun dun dun. Okay. Because yeah. like, cause I was at a wedding on the weekend and they played we. Uh, I think they played We Are The Champions or something. We're but the, when you listen to the lyrics, they're like really well constructed. Mm. Like. Flying through the sky like a tiger, defying the laws of gravity, and was a sex machine ready to reload. You know, it's like very yeah. kind of good, good lyrics. It's not just like who run the world, girls who run the world, girls. Who was, run it, was, was it? Was it? How dare you? How dare you? Was it? Was he the? Was he the uh, lyricist as well? Is that right? Yeah, he was the lyricist. He wrote a lot, he wrote of, a lot of the songs. Yeah, because okay. there's a the thing like Bohemian Rhapsody, which is like a five and a half minute song with di- very different tempos, mm. very different yeah. styles of music has one writer, which was Freddie Mercury. Yeah. It's basically three different songs. And whereas that Beyonce song yeah. I just referenced has about 13 different writers <laughs> and it repeats a lot of the same lyrics. Wow. So, um, wow. you know, judge for that what you will. Bay Harbour coming after you. But um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, how was Bohemian Rhapsody as a film um, and as a biopic? Um, as a biopic, I think I'm probably not the best person to ask because I think after the film, people were like clapping at the end of the film, which I think is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. good film. But afterwards, I was kind of like, I wish I was older because I think I'd be able to gauge better how well the actors portrayed the characters. Appreciate a little bit more as yeah, well, wouldn't you? To yeah. Appreciate, to appreciate how like even like the music made you feel at the time, mm-hmm. comparing it to how it made you feel whilst you're watching the film. Mm-hmm. Obviously, me being like we're all pretty young here, like yeah. I think well, by the time we were born, Freddie Mercury already died. So, um, like I didn't really get the. Yeah. I think I the impact. The, yeah, the same impact as it would have had for some other people. But how much does it kind of, you know? show all aspects of his life because he was, was bisexual. He, was he yeah, I was gonna say and that gay. and was he gay? gay. And he died of AIDS. <laughs> he did die of AIDS. So do they kind of go into that or is it quite like yeah. more about his music? Um they do go they do go into it, they do go into and they focus quite a bit about him being um you know, bisexual, gay, whatever. Um he does he says to I can't remember what his his long term his his girlfriend's name was. I can't remember what his name, what her name was, but he like said to her like, "I think I'm bisexual." And she was like, "No, I'm pretty sure I'm gay." And then from there on, they were just like, "Yeah, he's gay." Like, so, he's so, like, okay. so did they have a sexual relationship then? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they were gonna get married, 
Um, but then you could kind of like obviously I I knew I know absolutely nothing about Queen. No, neither do I. Nothing about no. Freddie Mercury. But even I could tell tell from the beginning of the film that he was at least a bit camp. I was thinking, okay, he's probably at least bisexual, mm. probably gay. Um, but then they were having sex and stuff, and they were um, going to get married. But so she was happy to get married to him, even though she knew. I think in the back of her mind, she always knew, but she didn't want to admit it yeah, to herself. Yeah. And also, like, when's this taking place? In the 70s? 1970, yeah. So I don't know, like... Cause, you know, even like, people like Elton John had a wife oh, God, so. and kids. Oh, so, like, one of the things was, like, his... So, like, I'm skipping, but there's this bit quite near the end where he kind of meets his... um, What turns out to be, I think, his long-term boyfriend, Jim... Something, Jim something, and he like takes him to his house, and like uh, the mum and dad and sister, they're all like, um, and this is like a, I think he's, I think I think they're from Zanzibar, I think it's called, yeah. which is now Tanzania. Tanzania yeah. I'm not sure what religion that predominantly is, but um, I don't know. To be honest. Yeah, but um, he was like, they were like, oh, so who's your friend? And he was like, <laughs> no, she didn't know like, who's this. And he was like, oh, um, Jim's my friend. And they're like holding hands. And then the mum and the, t- the mum and the dad just looking, and the mum was like, basically, oh, that's really, it's nice to have friends. And the dad was like, basically, yeah, that's cool. And I was thinking, nineteen seventies, um, you know, a family from that sort of like religion culture. I'm assuming probably wouldn't be that accepting. I'm probably, I'm sure, I reckon that's probably not the way how it actually went. But who am I to judge? Maybe that is exactly how it went. But I reckon they were probably a lot less accepting of it in those periods. Right. That was nineteen eighty-five. And does it cover his death? Um, not really. They show him getting, yeah. Uh, they show him um, like the early stages of his sickness, and he's like coughing up blood and stuff. And they show like, him being like diagnosed, and him uh, revealing to the band that he's got AIDS. Um, but they don't really show him dying or any anything of him like being sick. They don't really okay. show. It kind of like there's like a, a little con. There's they show the live aid concert, and then after that, basically the film pretty much ends. And it just says Freddie died of complications of. AIDS for 1991 da, 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 da. okay um, but yeah I thought Rami Malek who I think has come a really long way I saw him in a sitcom must have been must be at least 10 years ago now called The War at Home and he was okay in that at best he was gay in that as well actually um, is he gay in real life? I have no idea no, I maybe, maybe mm. I'm not sure um, but yeah he was alright in that but like he's if you saw the character he played in that show compared to him playing Freddie Mercury like I think the um the way he's managed to pull off both roles is exceptional. Mm. I think he's really captured like um, the uh, charisma of Freddie okay. Mercury because he was a very like interactive performer, yeah. like and he's like all oh, darling and stuff like yeah. that. And, that's quite that's yeah. a, it's quite different from iRobot as well. Like iRobot mm, is very Mister Robot. Robot. Sorry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Too bad I agree. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, But he he did a, it was method acting apparently. Well, a little bit of method acting because obviously, uh, what's his name again? Freddie Mercury has an overbite, a massive one. So he had to wear these teeth in. That was over exaggerated. I'm not going to lie. Was it? Like really? in, in in the film, his the, the the teeth were massive, and I saw pictures of him, um, you know, just in real life, and they weren't that. They, no. it was Does really exaggerated. Remy Malik sing? Is it his voice? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it was either. No. But um, they were saying that Freddie never got his overbite fixed because he was worried that. It was just singing voice or something, wasn't it? Yeah, because he said in the film they actually mentioned. Um, he said that the fact that he's got the teeth like makes his like his mouth expands a bit, so it allows him to open his vocal cords or something like that. Fair enough. Um, but that's what he thought about it, anyways. And so the music was good. The music was really good. Um, it's one of the things I watch it and I was like, I didn't realize quick that like, all these songs that I actually quite like are all by Queen. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, like, they they're actually bangers. a really good catalogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had a massive concert as well, didn't they? Yeah, so did they a, do that. They did. Um, they did Live Aid in nineteen, I think, nineteen eighty-five, and they basically literally like 
at least 10 minutes of it and then just doing songs. Um, wow. And I really enjoyed that. But um, yeah, I, quite, I thought it was quite good. Some of the dialogue was a bit iffy at parts. Like some of the, some of the lines, I was just a bit like, ugh, like this is really bad writing. Mm. Um, and I think there is a case to kind of like say that it maybe doesn't, it's kind of superficial at points. It doesn't quite go that deep into... Okay into like, you know, because it shows, it shows the band having arguments and stuff like that, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really like, um, go into anything. And like, even the beginning when the band gets started, it's literally kind of just like, uh, Freddie shows up to a show, um, he's been following like this band for a while, and then their lead singer quits, and then he's like, oh yeah, I'll join you, he sings like a couple lines, and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. And then they're, they're just a band. And then within like five minutes, they're already like, on the road and doing shows and sending right, shows. Okay. So that, Kind of a bit like straight out Compton, that kind of yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. skipped. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they had some sort of like hardships and struggles and stuff like that. So, but yeah, apart from that, I would I really enjoyed it. I thought Do it was you think quite good. Remy Malik could possibly be in the shout for a nomination. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Mm. Okay. Do you think he'd win? Probably not. No. Okay. No. I was gonna say that guy from EastEnders, he's come a long way as well, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's played Peter, Peter Bill. He played Peter Bill in EastEnders, and now he's like he's in this. He was in X Men. He's in uh, he's in another. Um, I think he's an Amer- American TV show. What, the blonde Ben Hardy. Yeah. yeah, Ben Hardy. What the one who's like the metal winged guy in Apocalypse? Yeah. That guy. I think maybe it must be another Peter Bill then. Yeah, not, they're, 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 not the original Peter Bill, the no. most oh, recent Peter Bill. Most recent Peter okay, Bill, yeah. yeah. No, I was thinking of the one who had really blonde hair. No, he does. Got, like, yeah, yeah, he's got really blonde hair. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's come a long way, to be fair to him. Yeah, so well good effort. Well done for him. It's the same, like, I was watching, I can't remember what film it was, but I was watching it and, like, the guy who played um, uh, one of the Slaters, the... Um, Cat? No, who's the guy? Lacey Turner. What was her? Stacy. 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 Her brother, the ginger guy. Yeah, Robert Kaczynski. Yeah, he turned up in something. Yeah. I was like, mm, damn, fair enough. Um. Okay. Well, I I do want to go and see Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm I'm hoping yeah, it's it's definitely, I'm definitely sorry. motivated to go and see it now. Watch. Yeah. Now that I've got a. And also, it showed. Sorry, I just remember this point. It did show that through a lot of um Freddie's life, he was someone who was kind of like, um, running away from who he is yeah. and when he got and so he was always like running kind of like running towards people I think he always wanted to be around people so that he never had time to like be by himself enough to think right. because there was a lot of times where late, a bit later when Queen um, developed and excuse me a bit later when Queen developed and um, everyone was like having families and children and stuff he was like like basically begging people to like come around his house and even um I think her name was Mary um asking her even though they'd already like broken up or whatever saying like oh come round and have a drink with me blah 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 because he was so like he was really lonely and then he was basically not forced but like because of that loneliness he um started going out with this guy who in the end it was an absolute dickhead and basically just wanted to exploit um to exploit Freddie for like just to so he had him all to himself and sort of thing and yeah it just kind of led him down a pretty terrible path and that led to um, him and Queen breaking up and him going solo for a bit and, yeah so. so they broke up and then they got back together they did yeah oh okay interesting mm. yeah oh, I do want to go and see that mm-hmm. we are the champions beautiful what's your favourite Queen song then or what was the favourite song from the film um probably Bohemian Rhapsody to be fair yeah yeah is that the one with all the funky lyrics in like yeah. it's really hard is to remember really all of it, it just yeah. fantasy caught in the landslide no escape from reality that song's like in my eyes that song's like three songs combined yeah <laughs> basically yeah but he's lyric like he's brilliant brilliant piece of production and also oh, I'm just going to say so it's not a spoiler thing but I just didn't want to keep rambling on but um 
about Bohemian Rhapsody. So like they presented that to their um, manager. No, not not the manager. The guy who owned the record label, I think, right. at the time. And they were like, "Yeah, we want this to be our like our single sort of thing." He was like, six minutes. Like it's way too long." Like do this something. Do like there was some called like "I love my car" or something like that. They're like, "Do do I love my car instead?" And they were like, "Admin, like no, we either this is our single or we walk." And he was like, "All right, then." Basically, told him like to fuck off and saying, "Yeah, no, in a year, no one ever be talking about Queen again." And obviously, they blew up from there. So, yeah. is that also there's in the trailer where he goes, "Oh, if you think." Six minutes is a long yeah. time, then I, I feel sorry for your wife yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lol. Um, cool. Um, I will talk oh, about... Oh, sorry. Eight out of ten. Worth watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm normally asking, don't I? Um, I? I'll talk about Halloween, and then you can talk about... Fuck. I hate you, Give. Um, so, Halloween what is... What about The Bachelorette, mate? That's a, that can be one from the archive. Okay. Plus, spoiler alert, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> um, so, Halloween is the latest instalment of the Halloween... Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't like it being called franchise, so we'll call it series. Um, <laughs> okay. So it's directed by David Gordon Green, who did Pineapple Express, um, and written by Danny McBride. Who, oh, really? Yeah, who often appears in like Seth Rogen, James Franco films. Um, funny films. Funny films. So Was this funny? Elements of it were humorous, but Cause, cause you, I... don't, you don't expect them to write a horror film. Because um, yeah. I, I read this is the best rated... Obviously not the franchise anymore. It's the highest grossing. And highest rated according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well. really? But this but this film basically... So, I think it's the 11th film in the series, but... 11th? Yeah. What was the last one before this one? Uh, like, early... Five years like, ago? late 2000s. Mm. So, it was like, mm-hmm. a guy called Rob Zombie did... No, it was sooner than that, wasn't it? I think the, the Rob Zombie remake was in 2009, and then Fuck he did yeah. a second one, which might have been early 10s. Um... But anyway, so there was the original was 1978, John Carpenter, and then there was Halloween 2, Halloween 3, H2O, Resurrection. Like, there's been lots of them. But this film basically ignores all of them, apart from the first one. So this is a sequel to Halloween mm-hmm. from 1978. Um, got the original cast back, didn't they? they well, so. they got two of them, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's set 40 years later. So Halloween 1 is a slasher film. It was like the birth of the slasher film. Mm-hmm. Um, it follows... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode and she was a babysitter and Michael Myers is a masked killer who um, after murdering his sister when he was six years old kind of commits <laughs> killing sprees six years um, old. and at this one point in Halloween in 1978 he kills three I think it's three babysitters and then tries to kill Laurie um, and then you know that's when he gets caught and sent to prison and then 40 years later um, do you actually see what he looks like? No. Oh. You see, like, ob- obscured parts of his face. Um, but so 40 years later, he is um, kind of similar to what we were talking about with, like, the true crime interest. So there's British podcasters go to his prison and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're interested in Michael Myers. Because um, he's a bit of an enigma, he just doesn't talk. So mm. there's this guy, um, a doctor, uh, and he basically has spent... 40 years trying to get him to talk and to find things out about him. And then his podcasters want to do a, a bit about, you know, him and, and his crimes. Um, and then, like, it's on Halloween night of 2018, so 40 years later, um, and he's getting transferred to a new prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, she spent the last 40 years kind of with a bit of PTSD, um, kind of fortifying her home. She's kind of had gotten a strange relationship with her daughter and her granddaughter because she basically spent 
her daughter's childhood training her to kind of for the event of Michael Myers coming back so mm-hmm. she taught her how to f- fire guns and all this sort of thing and and there's a, there's conflict there because she's like you know you ruined my childhood because of this mm. um but yeah so bet, Laurie... she's, bet she's happy she got it after this film <laughs> well Laurie's like yeah he will come back and, and Laurie's like I want to kill him so she's waiting outside the prison with a gun to like kill him whilst he's moving but then she doesn't go through with it but you then the bus that all the prisoners are on crashes and Michael Myers escapes um and so then he did like... he see her when she was there no oh. but he he basically goes around killing people and tries to find her and then um why does he want to kill her so bad because she's because he didn't get to prison. kill her why did he want to kill her in the first place because she's a babysitter well it was i think it was one of these things like i think if i remember correctly in the original halloween film he 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 walks in with his sister either having sex or being naked or something and then that's what caused him to kill her and i think there's always this like fucked up freudian thing of like you know because uh, i think all the i think laurie there's this whole thing in horror where like if you're a virgin then you're safe mm. if you have sex as a woman then you end up dying mm. and i think at the point laurie was a virgin but i think it's this whole thing like yeah he he didn't get to kill her um and so he comes back to the neighbourhood and encounters Laurie and her granddaughter and kind of there's this whole bit of cat and mouse and you see him stalking people and killing them and stuff. Um, but you never see his face? Not fully, no. You see bits of it and stuff, but he wears the mask on. Mask, the yeah. Um, mask on, never mask off. And uh, so there's... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite true to the original, like the... So John Carpenter did the score for the original, and it's this very famous music. It's like do 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 do. I'm doing it terribly, but if you Google the Halloween theme, you'll recognise it. And that there's elements of that that come back. Um, even the way that the opening credits kind of come up, it's very kind of 70s style. <laughs> um, it says things like, you know, say Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, introducing so and so as Addison or whatever. Mm. Um, so it, there are throwbacks and, and I don't know the other in-between films at all but apparently there are odd nods to the others even mm. though they're basically retconning them out of existence um, but overall it, it it's just for me it wasn't scary like was the thing on the bus and some reviewers said like it will scare the hell out of you it's like no it, it doesn't like I think there's very little tension Right. in it like so you could what they could do a lot more with him kind of like stalking them and like appearing and and, and kind of more menace there but yeah. a lot of the deaths happen quite quickly and he's mm. there and kills him and then moves on um i think they could have drawn that out a bit more mm. um and that there was a couple there's a couple of characters that just kind of appear and then never come back again and and there was a so basically the doctor um, who's been studying Michael Myers for, for like years and years? He's the one who helps him escape. Um, because well, he helps like, him because he wants to see Michael kill, um, because he wants to understand why he kills and blah blah blah. But I kind of saw that coming. I was like, yeah, he's definitely going to be a bit of a nutter and like mm. infatuated with him, and and then he ends up with his head stamped in, which was incredible. What, by Michael gory. Myers. Yeah, that all was right. incredibly gory. Uh, just because I don't know, Michael Myers just kills everyone. Like it's just yeah. Okie dokie um, then. Yeah, Sounds I mean, lovely. I don't know. Like, I thought, you know, the story was interesting. It, it kind of, you know, it's, it's true to the original. Um, it continues the story in an interesting way. Like, it has three generations of women who are very, like, 
strong and you know take their own agency which i guess is important in this in this kind of day and age in hollywood mm. but the, for me there was something missing it, it it was just yeah it wasn't scary enough it wasn't threatening enough mm. um and it does kind of set itself up for a sequel which again is kind of a bit like because they, they kind of trap him yeah. and set him on fire but then he's still breathing and you're like come on no um so it was, it was fine um it was a it's it's a good it's decent enough film. I'd probably give it like a six and a half. Like that's right. Then. Um, it I think, you know, if you are a fan of the original film, you should watch it. But if you are new to the franchise or series, as a f- horror film, it's it's. Could you watch it average? And, uh, could you watch it and not have watched the first one? Yeah, definitely. You would definitely understand what happened before, because there isn't that much to really understand. Just that Laurie was. Like survived this attack. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, I think it has some interesting comments on, you know, obviously the current fascination with true crime, with the podcast angle and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I think there's, there's, some of it was a bit contrived. Um, it, it, I mean, it was just fine. Yeah. yeah it wasn't, okay. I don't really know what I expected from it. But mm. um, as, a, as, a, as a horror film, it wasn't great as a element, uh, as a sequel to the original Halloween, it was fine. So six and a half, I think pretty average what about the hate you give (laughs) right sorry and what rating would you give Um, the hate you give it's actually pretty good Um, it's about a um, a girl who uh, who's living or growing up in um, I think it's called Garden Heights I don't know if it's a fictional place or a real place I'm star with two R's it is star with two R's Um, (laughs) (laughs) and this place is quite like a um, quite a poor community and like loads of crime and drugs and stuff like that um, but she goes to school in a uh, like a predominantly white rich neighbourhood and she kind of like talks about how she kind of has to be um, two versions of herself so like basically at school she can't be too black because right. people will kind of stereotype her and then in the um, she, in uh, Garden Heights she kind of can be more her more of herself sort of thing but then she thinks that she can't act a certain way towards people in her own neighborhood because then they'll judge her saying like oh we're trying to be fancy like all those white people blah 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 um so yeah she's like trying to live a life and she doesn't seem like much of like a um she seems like quite a, quite an introvert and um she goes to this party with her friend and meets her one of her this guy who like used to be her best friend and they um are like get like um was it re- rekindling is the right word? Maybe re- rekindling because I haven't seen each other in a while. They're just chatting, chatting. And then someone like, lets a gun, lets gunshots off at the party. And um, so they like skedaddle and then they're on the way home, get pulled over by the police. And um, I think, what do they get pulled over for? Like uh, something really trivial. Like I think they failed to signal as he was like leaving, right. uh, leaving um, pulling out or something like that. And... Um, the uh, guy in the car, I think his name's Khalil, gets quite gets kind of like lippy to the police officer, and he's like, "Get out!" Like really aggressively, and he gets out. So I got his hands on the car, and then they make a big point actually at the start of the film that um, so like in America, there a lot of black families give they have to give their children like the talk, which is basically saying like, if you ever get pulled over the police or stopped by the police, do this, do this, do this to make sure that they don't shoot you and kill mm-hmm. you and stuff like that. And um, so she's like got she's in the car, she's like got her hands on the dashboard, she's like make sure she's not moving and stuff like that, and he's kind of like 
not taking it very seriously. Like, kind mm. of, like, moving about and stuff. And she's like, go back to where he told you. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Reaches in the car, gets out his hairbrush, policeman thinks it's a gun, shoots the kid, like, three yeah, times. Yeah, that's in the trailer. That's in the trailer. I literally thought, that's so fucking stupid. What, to put it in the trailer or the kid? Well. To grab the thing? No, not, not to, to grab the thing. Like, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, do you not know what happens? This, that, this, this, this is the thing. So, like... So like in my in my mind, I kind of thought I thought the same thing as you, obviously. So this is where it gets this is where it gets kind of interesting. So this is like later on in the film, right? Um, her uncle, the star's uncle, is also a policeman, and he the policeman basically kind of says uh, what you're saying. Like if I'm in this neighbourhood and I see this guy and he's be he's um being like aggressive or trying to insult me and I can't de-escalate the situation and I try if I can't do it verbally I'm going to do it physically I'm going to get him out of the car and then I'm going to say stay here while I um, run your license blah 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 so then he's going through all these scenarios I have to think of like um is he um is he like nervous um is the girl in the car is she his friend or are they plotting are they trying to distract me are they is she has she been raped has she been beaten up da, 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 and, like, all these things that are going through his head and he said if he sees that um some, he picks up something that he views that could be a weapon, he's going to shoot him. And then Star is like, oh, okay, okay, so flip the scenario. You're in a white, white neighbourhood, um, you see a white guy, he's wearing a suit, and he does the exact same thing. Are you going to shoot? He's going to say, no, I'm going to say, put your hands up and do whatever. And she's like, how can you say that? And he's like, oh, we live in a complicated world. And that's what yeah. I'm thinking, because like, it is complicated, because you, have, you, you would say to, the, to um, Khalil, like, you should be doing everything in your power to limit the possibility of you getting shot which includes picking up things like phones yeah. hairbrushes which that could please yeah. it's not from. it shouldn't be like that but, but it's unfortunately it is. There, is exactly. there is prejudice exactly. and exactly. you know it's just kind of like you so, know yeah. if you've had this talk or whatever yeah. and you're a part of that community yeah. you will know not to reach for anything yeah. or yeah exactly no. so, on one, so yeah on one hand he, he shouldn't have not, I'm not going to say he shouldn't have done that but I, but I would say that he could have avoided being. He could definitely could have avoided being shot. Obviously, did, not, he, obviously, did he die? He did die. Yeah. Obviously, that's not to say that like, you know, he deserved to get shot. No, no, no of course not. Like obviously. Um, so yeah, that happens. And um, obviously, stars like really upset. She's like broken and stuff like that. And she basically gets called. They say, um, "Can you be a witness um, for a grand for a grand jury to show whether or not this should go to trial?" And she's like reluctant at first, but then she gets convinced to do it because she thinks like somebody has to stand up for my friend. Yeah. And um, she gets warned because the, the kid was a drug dealer, but he didn't have any drugs in him at the time or anything like that. So that wasn't why he got pulled over or anything. Yeah. But um, one of the, the main um, uh, the main drug uh, kingpin, I suppose, in the city, his name is King. Yeah. Um, he like basically says like, says, like, don't testify because if you testify and say he was a drug dealer, then that will bring me into it and, and you don't want that because, you know, he, I'm going to come after you sort of thing. Yeah. And this guy also happens to be um, her dad's, like, former best friend. So her dad used to be in the gang, but he's not anymore. Um, he's kind of, like, sort of, like, reformed. And the dad's very big on, like, um, uh, like black rights and standing up for yourself and yeah. you know, don't let people push you around, blah, blah, blah. So he's saying to her, yeah, you should testify. The mum's saying, don't testify. Like, and they start getting, like, death threats and stuff. And the mum's like, yeah, we need to move. And in the end, she does testify. And basically, then she's, like, got these... Um, drug people all after her because they're saying like you basically like dumped us in and then she's also got the police after her because the police think she's kind of like 
making up or whatever. So they're, yeah. they're pissed off at her as well. So she's, she's got it like, coming in from all angles. On top of that, there's people at the school and obviously they've seen the news and said, oh, did you know this kid to me in neighborhood? And she's like, no, because she doesn't want them to look home and think, oh, poor, um, poor star, her friend got killed, blah, 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 blah. She don't want to hear about that. And then she got a white boyfriend as well. Oh gosh, it's um, all happening, isn't it? Is, um, Archie from Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she has to like, hide it from him too. And she doesn't want to bring him to meet her parents because they don't know his pair, the boyfriend's white. And she's just like dealing with all sorts of nonsense. Oh, I felt so she's bad. She's got for a her. complicated life, yeah. mate. She's got a complicated Honestly, life. Honestly, I felt bad for her. And then like, her friends are coming. Like, you know, when you've got them people in school who are like, who are like kind of racist, but like they don't, they don't think they are. But they think you, they're just joking. They think they're, exactly, yeah. they think they're joking, but you're like, what you're saying is kind of racist. racist. Yeah. yeah, and she she's kind of... a couple of them. Well, yeah, and she just kind of starts like clocking it to her, like, one of her really good friends, and she's and she's kind of saying, like, what did you say, sort of thing? And the girl's like, oh, you can't accuse me of being racist, I'm just saying, da 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 They get into it, and they start arguing and stuff like that. And yeah, so she testifies, um, and then, uh, basically, in the end... Um, like pretty natural the um policeman doesn't get indicted so he basically walks free and then like riots start happening uh, not no it's like a it starts off as kind of like a peaceful protest and which kind of turns into a riot and she gives like a really big speech about how talking about um she wants to talk about how her friend lived rather than how he died and yeah everything like that and yeah she kind of gives like a really nice really nice speech and um oh mate this there's one so this is like right at the end yeah this it's all feels. Right. yeah oh, mate honestly mm. I, not even got me feels i just got bare tense so like, do you guys give a shit if I say? No, no, no. no. So um, spoilers incoming. Yeah, spoilers incoming. So there, there's a riot kicking off. Um, the police throw like tear gas and stuff like that. And Star and her brother, her older brother, are running away. They run to her dad's. His dad owns. Her dad is in the supermarket. So they run to the supermarket and they like to like pour milk over the rice to stop it from burning and stuff like that. And whilst they're doing that, um, this drug king, this um, this um, kingpin and his mate, they set the store on fire whilst they're still in there. And so they're like trying to get out of the store. Eventually, the dad comes with he's got keys and they get him out. And then he sees um, King and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you because obviously you just tried to set my set my my children on fire." So then he's like running towards him. They're like um, uh, like trash talking each other as they're running towards him. He like goes to go for his gun, sees that it's not there, and his seven year old son's got the gun. And he's like, "Leave my dad alone." And he's like pointing the gun at um, the other geezer. And at the same point, the policeman. Two policemen come roll up as well, and they've got their guns out. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was honestly, I was so. Deli- so you thought they were gonna shoot the seven-year-old? I, I really did because I was because like, <gasps> like I've seen there was um a kid running. There was being I think his name's Tamir Rice. He's like twelve years old. And he was running around with a toy gun, and the police yeah. shot him dead. Yeah. So imagine a kid running around, seven-year-old or eight-year-old running around with a real gun. Like I, I would feel, I felt, I feared for his life at that point. And then it was literally like. Um, start kind of like thinking like shit we need to like kind of like break this cycle and she was saying something that's like so like the the meaning of the title so it comes from a Tupac song which uh, called Thug Life and he said it stands for um, the hate you give little infants fucks everybody or something like that which meaning to say like um, uh, little like black kids or poor kids or whatever who are like treated unfairly they grow up with like you know hate in their heart and then they pass that on to each other and they yeah. people start fighting each other and it like grows into the community and yeah. they pass that down to their children etc etc so it's just a vicious cycle so it's a cycle yeah and so is this film basically saying that even though there's a lot of prejudice and a lot of kind of wrongdoing against the black community they need to kind of rise and we need to become be the, the, yeah, bigger social, people and basically yeah so Star says it's the hate we give not the hate that uh, you being the the white man right. or whatever gives so we need to stop like we need to come together as a community and like 
band together because obviously they can't defeat us when we're more united. And I think that's kind of like shown by um, basically like three or four different people um, in the community like snitch on the drug uh, the drug guy to get him arrested. Whereas that wouldn't have happened before because they also like, you know, snitches get stitches and all that yeah. shit, you know what I mean? So yeah, they kind of like come together as a community to try and solve that problem. And yeah, it's, it's a good film, honestly. I've got... Um, I re- I really I really enjoy it. I think more than I've more than I thought I would. It's, okay. it's quite emotional in parts as well. There's a few funny bits as well. Obviously when um she introduced her boyfriend to her mum and dad and obviously the the mum knew but the dad was the only one who didn't know and he was obviously go a few like funny lines. That was yeah. that was pretty jokes. Um but yeah, no, I mean, how effectively do you good. think it communicates the message? Um because it sounds like a very important message, but yeah. it's just like how much, how how well I do you think, think it yeah. resonates. When you when I saw the kid at the end holding that guy, and I was just like, fucking hell, like we need like this. You can't, you can't have like you know I mean? You can't have this. You need to like stop, stop the violence basically, and hopefully it can kind of like grow from there. Mm. But then on the other hand, on the other hand, like you can be as like the in um in the film like twice they try to do like non peaceful protests, and in the end it just turns to violence. It turns to violence. Um, I don't know if that's... Um, I think it's frustration, isn't it? It's, I think it's just p- policemen who... P- policemen and women, whoever, they're just inherently threatened by <laughs> by black people. <laughs> and yeah. even, when you're, even when you're not being over there. I can't say over here because I know I've experienced that sort of thing. But even when you're trying to be trying to be peaceful, they're just like... Like getting their shields and stuff and like pushing people and then throwing tear gas and shit and then it just turns to violence and people start you know, tackling each other and shit. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, do you reckon this film got released in our ODM because of like, History Month then? Well, I don't know about that. I think I think it's... Because you were saying it wasn't in before, wasn't it? It wasn't, yeah. It might influence the release date in the UK, potentially. Mm. But I think, you know, maybe maybe Beckenham takes its kind of lead from other bigger... Yeah, maybe. It's, it chains. sounds like a really interesting film, though. Yeah, it certainly does. And you, you said the kid's name's Khalil? Same yeah, as the one who dies, yeah. Same as in Black Lightning, his name's Khalil as well. Yeah. Oh. Is he still alive in Black Lightning? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that just came to my mind when you said um, the name. Was the audience that you saw it with predominantly black? Because uh, I just want to know. There what... wasn't many people in the theatre, but I would say, yeah, it's probably predominantly And what was the overall reaction at the end? Like, um, do you think people kind of felt the same as you? Or I you... think so. So they're at the point where. Um, there was one point where... So there was... At the point where the kid had the gun, literally, basically everyone feels like... <gasps> like, so they, like, obviously everyone was like, oh, shit, he's going like, to get shot sort of thing. So there was that. And then there was a point where... Um, so her, her... her They were not really friends at the time, but she her, the friend was basically being racist, saying, like, basically, that killer like, deserved to die. He was going to get shot anyway. He was a drug dealer, blah, blah, blah. Right. blah. And she was like... he own, Star was said um, he only had a... Uh, he only, all he did was get grab a hairbrush. And he's like, that's not a weapon. And she was like, oh, in, in his hands, it is a weapon. The policeman was trying to protect himself, blah, blah, blah. So Star grabs the hairbrush from her bag and she says, is this a weapon? She was like, um, in your hands, yeah, possibly. And then Star just like starts screaming at her, like, saying, like, get down the ground, get down the ground. Like, she goes on the floor, the girl starts crying and like basically saying, like, this is what it feels like, sort of thing. And then bare people start clapping. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, right, yeah, yeah. the girl was like saying, like, how it feels, sort of thing. Does it make you want to read the book? Kind of, yeah. It's it does, book. actually. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's basically book. a book. It does. There was actually quite... Oh, this is just me talking. But there were people who were quite annoyed that Star wasn't a um, a dark-skinned... Because I think in the book she's a dark-skinned um, right. young woman. And, and in the film she's like... like Do you think there's a colourism issue within Hollywood? Probably, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And does that... Because, like, does that, for you, 
detract from the meaning? No, not for Or me. for you, is it because she's African American? In black, she's black, man. Yeah. You put, you put, uh, the way I see it, it's like, it's like if you've got, um, if you've got water, yeah, and you take the slightest bit of, um, like squash, as soon as you do one tiny bit of it, it's not water anymore. Squash. It's not water anymore. Okay. Squash. So for you, you're black, it's, man. It's not an issue. a little bit black and then you're black. <laughs> is it an issue for you that most black or African American characters are maybe, maybe, pers- I don't know if it's specific to women, but are lighter skinned than... Um, I think it's specific to women, um, first. I don't think it's... That's is that an ideal image of men? Beauty in I think Western so. standards? In, in um, African culture, definitely, I think. There are so, so, so many um, pe- African women that even I know, that my mum knows, who bleach their skin. Because they think that... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they think that, you know, being fairer is more attractive. Da, 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 da. But then they've got fucking dark, dark knuckles. And they're like, you look like a fucking weirdo. But yeah, anyway. But there's, I've got one, um, my... Ketchy's... Ketchy's I, sh- I shouldn't say it's funny. I just think it's funny. Ketchy's godmother. Um, Ketchy's godmother? Yeah, Ketchy's godmother. She um, bleached her skin as well. And it gives her like a goatee. But she's still bleaching her skin. And my, mom, my mom's like to her, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Like, he's giving you a beard. And she doesn't shave the beard. She's just, oh. she just a light skin with a fucking goatee. I was like, what are you doing? Wow. But, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Auntie Florence. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd recommend it? Or yeah, it's good. Um, 7.5. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to talk about a film from the archive. I'll talk about it very quickly. It's called Bachelorette. Uh, it is in the same vein as these like I don't know if like female kind of comedies like outlandish comedies mm. so it's got Kirsten Dunst it's got Rebel Wilson it's got Isla Fisher how old is it? sorry I don't know actually maybe like 2012 or something like that okay. um, I think it's Post Bridesmaids okay um, and also Post Bridesmaids yeah is it not? I think Bridesmaids was 2011 something like that so it's, I think it's definitely oh, so after, but I don't think it's too much after because Rebel Wilson's a very, very minor character in it, mm. and I think if they'd known how popular Rebel Wilson was, they would have made her a more mm. essential character. And then someone else who's, I recognise her. She was in like um, Lizzie Kaplan. That's her name. So anyway, so they are the Bachelorette group. So Rebel Wilson is engaged um, to a man who Kirsten Dunst, who's her maid of honor, thinks is far too good for her because Rebel Wilson is overweight, um, and basically. Rebel Wilson doesn't want to have a big bachelorette party. Um, she just wants something low key. And then Kirsten Dunst, Isla Fisher, and Lizzie Kaplan don't remember any of their names um, from the film. Uh, they decide to throw a bachelorette party for her. Um, and then uh, there's a stripper, and he makes a nasty comment about Rebel Wilson's weight or something like that. And then so she gets upset. And then they decide to go onto the stag do with her husband. Um, and quote unquote hilarity ensues, but it doesn't because it's one of the least funny films I've ever seen in my life. Um, basically, this film's utter dog shit. Like, I would give it probably like a 1 out of 10 because all of the characters, the main characters, are utterly unlikable. Kirsten Dunst was the most unlikable character I've ever seen. Like, literally everything she said, I was like, you're an absolute bitch. Like, she was just horrible. Like, she's horrible about her friends. She's horrible, like, treats people like shit. And I was thinking, like, what is? why are you making this main character so unlikable mm. and like to the point where she's just not redeemable and like Isla Fisher was quite good in it because she plays this like woman who gets high and stuff like she takes a lot of cocaine and she's just like she's quite funny mm. so that's like the one out of ten but yeah a lot of the characters are really underdeveloped like um James Marsden's in it and he's a bit of a smarmy git like <laughs> <she's> just... <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it's just, it's not funny. It's full of unlikable <laughs> characters. It underutilizes Rebel Wilson, who I actually think is fairly funny. Do you? Yeah, I think she's oh, quite I funny. She's funny. They're overrated. Um, but yeah, it was just shocking. Mm. Shocking. Mm. Uh, and, you know, tried to cash in on the bridesmaids hype and failed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we watched it because we couldn't find... Uh, a better comedy film to watch. Sure. Would not recommend. Mm-hmm. Has anyone got anything else they want to mention before we wrap up? Um, no, I don't think so. What are we hoping to watch? Is there anything coming up? I'm we literally want to watch? trying to look to see if there's anything I want to watch next week, but I can't see anything to be honest. No, so no. I know um, Widows comes out on the sixth. Oh, I really mate, want to see that. I want to see that. that. Really want to see that. That looks sick. Um, apart from that, I can't think of anything else. I no. Want to see. no. Alright, well, thanks for listening. Um, please do follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, under Your Average Critics. We're also on Twitter at YC Podcast 17 And you can subscribe, share, and leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, where we are also under Your Average Critics. Peace. Peace.